everything, do everything, do everything, gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to be taking on the one seed Phoenix Suns inside the Smoothie King Center tonight. Series tied, one apiece, lots of buzz about the Pelicans. And it only seems fitting that a reunion will be taking place inside the game studios this morning. Oh, could that time in this show's existence what, a year ago? Yeah. For about a four-month period, could that have been the greatest stretch in RP3 and company history? Possibly. Because you had the big, bald, and beautiful one. You had Hannah Five Names as the intern extraordinaire. Oh, and Louis Prejean. That's right. MC Louis P live in the studio this morning, joining us for the last half half hour of the show. Be reunited, be, be so good. But he'll be over here. Too. Yeah, he'll he'll be, be over, over here. here. I didn't even have a chance to be on the mic back when I was an intern. I was always on the side. Well, who now was I have on, a chance to be. Well, who was on, on the, the mic? That's well, who was in the booth the day his last day? That was you, right? Weren't you mm. in that chair because we had Antonio Daniels on and everything like that from the Pelicans broadcast, and Lewis got to sit next to me on the desk? Mm-mm. I wasn't on here for that. We didn't do that. I came in when he had his graduation. I did his job because he had to be, <laughs> you know, he was you know, kind of graduating. So is I it going to be awkward for you today with our boy back from California for a little while visiting family? Um, also just so happens to be the time where the Pelicans are at home. Is it going to be awkward for you? Or are you going to be like, yeah, dude, I did take your job. Sorry. Like, I, I how's that going to work? I don't think it's going to be awkward. Well, I think I'm going to be flustered right before he gets here because like he's what he's who taught me how to do this job. And now I'm doing his job. That's right. He trained. So yes. he's now watching me do it. <laughs> that scares me a little bit. Uh, not only scares me more. It's like makes me a little bit nervous, but. I don't think it'd be awkward because you know, it's been a minute since you know hit me with that, that nerf ball, which is on your side of the station right now. So that's correct. I might have to take that back before he gets here. <laughs> there could be some hooping up inside the studio today. I'm just saying, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We got a great show lined up for you today. The one and only MC Louis P. Louis Prejean will be in the studio with us for the final half hour of today's show. In addition, we'll have. James Yasko. We'll be talking to our guy from the Lima Time Time podcast about all things Astros. They're right at 506 and 6 on the season. Does he expect to see them turn a corner, get back on track, so to speak, this weekend against the Toronto Blue Jays? 
We'll also be talking NFL draft with Mike Dettelier. That's right. The draft expert himself will be joining us. We're going to not only talk about LSU and Raging Cajun prospects, because both programs have a ton. What about Cole Kelly? That's right. Our local guy. We're going to get Mike to break that down for us and then give us his thoughts on the Saints. That'll be coming up today. And, of course, some cash-in tickets, NBA Playoff Edition with our guy, Nick Fondo. Great show lined up for you to get you ready for the weekend. Of course, we'll also touch on the Zerk Classic, which teed off yesterday, and so much more. But we're going to start with LSU baseball. Last weekend, they were swept by Arkansas. The weekend before that, they swept Mississippi State. Hard to get a read on this team. They're talented. They can rake. Pitching comes and goes, and the defense has been not good. But Tuesday night at Alex Box Stadium, they got a nice midweek game against a quality opponent in the Raging Cajuns, 8-4. to four. And then they welcomed in Missouri. Missouri is better than you think. They are. They're better than you think. They're not as good as LSU. So this is a winnable series. And it's a Thursday through Saturday series there at the box. And it's important for LSU to get things going in the right direction. Look, what they got left, they still got a series against Vandy. They still got a series against Alabama. They still got to play Ole Miss, who's bad this year, inexplicably bad. Georgia is very good. People are sleeping on the dogs over in the East. They're the second best team in the SEC East. And, of course, no one is good in the SEC East or the SEC or the country as Tennessee is. They're your number one team in all those categories. But for LSU... You still have opportunities to improve your RPI standing. Because right now, for the Tigers, this is the reality. Look at Kendall Rogers in D1 baseball. And they have their latest projections up this week. They have LSU as a two seed in the Coral Gables Regional. Coral Gables Regional, the host is Miami. You know where D1 Baseball has Miami? As the nation's number two overall seed. Which means... <laughs> which means you're playing the second best team in the entire field. Once again, 16 regional sites, four teams apiece. Which means... Right now, as it stands, LSU is on the bottom of the two seats. So, they have opportunities, as I mentioned. Georgia still on the schedule. Vandy still on the schedule. Vandy is like in the top 10 in RPI. So, they have opportunities to improve their standing because I don't know if they really want to have to go down and play, be in the same regional with the Hurricanes. They would, they would avoid Miami in that first matchup because you always play 1-4-2-3. But they would prefer not to have to be there. 
and they could improve their standing, be in a better regional for them where the one seed in that regional is a little bit more vulnerable. Or hell, if they go on a little bit of a run here, let's say they win that Vandy series. Let's say they win that Georgia series. They always make a run in Hoover at the Met. That's their thing. That's LSU's thing. The Met is essentially Alex Box Stadium in Alabama for them. They could find themselves possibly as a one seed. You still got time here. Still got about a month and a half to turn things around. But they know they have to do so in a hurry. And they can't drop a series to Missouri. They just can't. Even though Mizzou has a pretty good RPI. They got to build some momentum. Got to build some momentum. And they did last night. Got themselves a hard-fought win. They improved to 25-12 and 12 on the year. 8-8 eight and eight in conference play. Did the Tigers. Mikhail Hilliard was very good on the bump. Scattered seven hits over seven innings Thursday, while third baseman Jacob Berry slugged himself not one, but two home runs to lead LSU to a 5-3 win over Missouri. But this is what you got to do. Because when you look at the schedule that they have in front of them, and they've been up and down in SEC play. So they wrap up this series against Missouri this weekend. 6.30, first pitch tonight. By the way, you can listen to that game right here on the game. Pre-game begins at 6 o'clock and then 6.30 with Chris Blair on the call. And then they wrap up at noon on Saturday, which is a weird time. They inexplicably go to UNO on Tuesday next week. But then Georgia comes to town for a three-game set. Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next weekend. They play Nichols, then they're at Alabama for a three-game set. Alabama's wildly inconsistent. Southeastern Louisiana, midweek. Ole Miss. You see how they have an opportunity here to build some momentum. Take down Missouri. Win your midweek contest against UNO. Beat Georgia would go a long way from getting off that line where they're at right now in the projections and improving their stock. And then they can build up some more momentum. Alabama is a winnable series. Ole Miss is the worst team in the SEC this year. Okay, Kentucky is. But Ole Miss is a close second. Sorry, Wildcats. And then you wrap up the year at Vandy, which will be tough because you got to deal with the Vandy Whistler. And then it's the SEC tournament. So we're talking a little bit more than a month left here. Tigers can get things going. Quick turnaround this week. Midweek game Tuesday. Have to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hillier did his job. Would go a long way for the Tigers if they could get a sweep. And put themselves in a position. Get the sweep. Then beat UNO. Then they're riding a five-game winning streak as Georgia comes to town for a key SEC series. Not only can they improve their standing in the conference for the tournament at the Met, also get off that two-line where they're at. Even if they don't get to being a regional host, which, don't fool yourself. 
the NCAA committee for regionals for baseball want LSU to get off the two line. They know what happens when LSU hosts a regional, sells out. Makes the NCAA money. They'd much rather prefer to see LSU at home in the box, even if they're the number 16 one seed, the 16 overall national seed. They'd much rather see that than have LSU playing as a two seed. Because first round's important, you get the fans, yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's what they want. Will LSU help them out by making that happen? I don't know. They looked too great when I was watching. We were watching some of the game it and was also not, the Ole Miss game too at the same time. And I was like, they're not doing that. Game it was right not now. a clean game. No. But college baseball, especially when it comes to seeding for the tournament, seeding for the regionals, they're not going to care if you looked great against Missouri on a Thursday night. They just want to know if you won. It, it gets to that point where it's just about wins. Yeah. It's, it's just about wins and your RPI. That's all that matters. Now, they do tend to, like they do for basketball, they'll look at a team and how they finish the season. They do take that in consideration when they're doing those regionals because they want to look at a team, oh, who's kind of hot right now? Oh. And LSU has done this before where they've started off really slow and average in SEC play and then make a run towards the end of the season and then make, more importantly, a run at the Met in Hoover. That's going to be key for them. Because that will help because so many teams will stop playing. The SEC tournament's in Hoover. The same time the Sunbelt tournament is in nearby Montgomery where the Biscuits play. Yes, that's the name of the team, Montgomery Biscuits, minor league baseball team. Got it. <laughs> Sunbelt tournament. So the Cajuns and the Tigers will be playing at the same time, about 45 minutes apart. Yes, Raymond's already made travel plans. So... You have the opportunity if you can make a run in your conference tournament while other teams are being eliminated and not playing anymore. You can continually improve your stock in the eyes of the committee. And LSU always, nine times out of ten, LSU's always making a run in Hoover. Always getting to the semifinals or to the finals or winning the whole conference tournament. But didn't look great last night. Let's make no bones about it. That was not a pretty game. But they got the job done. And we're to now where we're wrapping up the month of April. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Because what did I say? The conference tournament begins May 24th. Yeah. Sunday will be a month out. (laughs) Only 30 days left before the conference tournament begins. And we're less than a month and a half before regional play begins. There we go. Time's running out to put things together. Doesn't have to look the prettiest. Look, doesn't have to be the prettiest as long as he gets the job done. That's been my mantra for most of my adult life. Did you just (laughs) wrap the phone cord around your ring finger and hold out your hand like you were looking at a pretty engagement ring? Or a well, wedding band? Is that well, what you just did? I was I always twist it when I'm talking to you most of the time. Like if you're sitting in front of me, I start twisting it so it's a little tiny little hole. So I put my pinky in it. 
I Good think, morning. Welcome to RB3 and Company. I was watching a Dallas Cowboys where they're getting their pinky rings, so it had this in my head. Just like it's in my head. I'm not sure what Kenneth got me. It says I have a surprise when I get home, and I'm very scared because he won't tell me anything. Because last time he gave me a hint, I uh, I guessed it right in the first try. So he doesn't give me anything. It's leftover fried chicken. We gotta <laughs> we gotta take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. It's like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer. Or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, you can get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1037GAME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Availability does vary by pairs. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. LSU wins their opening game against Missouri on the diamond last night to kick off the weekend of action on the diamond. McNeese will be taking on southeastern Louisiana. The Cajuns, meanwhile, will be at Georgia State for a conference series. Softball for the Raging Cajuns is at App State. It's a big weekend on the diamond. Plus, the Strohs will look to get back on track against the Toronto Blue Jays at Minute Maid Ballpark this weekend. One of those games is going to feature Hannah Five names in the stands. Shout out to Hannah for that. First Major League Baseball game will be this weekend. Still kind of mad that my shirt's not going to come in on time. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, mom's like, you know, no, I remember I personalized it, so it might not come for a couple of days. I was like, but I'm going to a game this weekend. <laughs> It'll be ready for when you go see the Mariners play at it the It will, which I am so excited about. I'm ready for an epic thing. Ready. She's ready. Ready to go. Cool. She's got her game face on. You know, I'm so mad that my Mariners did not get a sweep last night. You should write an angry letter. I will. There we go. I'll tell J-Rod. you tell J-Rod. <laughs> in the NBA last night, more first-round playoff action. Golden State has now taken a 3-0 lead over the Denver Nuggets. Steph Curry and Jordan Poole have combined to score 27 points. 
as they won 118 to 113. Nuggets just don't have enough pieces. And the development of Jordan Poole this season has been huge because Golden State's been nicked up. But now they got Steph Curry. Now Jordan Poole has made himself a legit starter in this league. Oh, Clay Thompson's knocking down six threes a game, and you still got Draymond Green doing some dirty work. Golden State's going to be a tough out. They just are. They just are. And they're up now 3 nothing on the Denver Nuggets. One win away from advancing to the Western Conference semifinals. The Memphis Grizzlies, meanwhile, they were down by 26 points in last night's game. Mm-hmm. By 26. And John Morant said, enough of all this. They rallied from a 26-point deficit to take down the Timberwolves 104-96. The T-Wolves won game one. And Memphis has responded in a big way by taking back-to-back games. They're in control of the series now. How do you come back from that if you're Minnesota? How do you come back from allowing a team that you were up on by 26 points? I think when we last we left uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, I think they were like on a 20. That was like a 16 and like two run thing when we left. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're Minnesota, that's something that you just usually look. This version of the T Wolves, this isn't Kevin Garnett, Latrell Spurrywell, and Stephon Marbury back in the day that knew how to play in the playoffs. This is a young team led by Carl Anthony Towns, who's a very good young player. Finally gets in taste to playoff success. They won their play-in game. And are they going to be able to bounce back from that? Like, I just... And Carl Anthony Towns was not great down the stretch. Eight points, five fouls, and only four shots in the game. Like, if you're the franchise player, you can't have a stat line that's eight points, five fouls, and four shots in a playoff game. You just can't have that. Just cannot have that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable for that. I just can't believe that. Memphis now up 2-1, and I like them to win that series. I like them to win the series to begin with, and it's probably good for the Grizzlies to lose a game early in this series, to be tested, to have to have a gut check early, because that means they'll be even more focused moving forward in the playoffs. The Dallas Mavericks, meanwhile, Luka did not, was not able to go yet again because of the lingering injury. Yet, they somehow took down the Utah Jazz. They lead that series now 2-1 to one after a 126-118 win last night. That series is going to be wild. Totally unpredictable. I could see that series easily going 7. And the best player on the floor didn't play. And the Mavs still won. Uh, If you're Utah, you got to go, really? Really? Three more games on tap tonight, of course. And that includes the Phoenix Suns at the New Orleans Pelicans for game three of their series. Smoothie King Center, 830 tip. 
course, we'll talk more NBA playoffs with Nick Fondo when he joins us for cashing tickets. We'll also, of course, talk more Pelicans when Louis Prejean joins us back in the studio for the first time since he left us for lovely California a year ago. Roughly a year ago, right? Uh, I think, didn't he leave in May? Yeah, I think middle May. Yeah, think, there we go. Around that time. There we go. Right for graduation. That leads us to poll question of the day. You came up with this. This was your genius idea. I support it. I love it. Tell the people about the poll question of the day on this Friday edition of a way too extra RP3 and company. Oh, yeah. It's already extra. It's only 630. (laughs) (laughs) It's already already extra. You're welcome. So our poll poll question of the day, how epic, in all caps, of course, will the reunion be with Prejean, RP3, and five names? Is it just a blast from the past? So, you know, it happened a year ago. He's back. Great. Is that I'm here for it. So, you know, yeah, we were excited about it. And he's here for the Pelicans. So, he doesn't really care about us anyway. <laughs> he happens to be here to the 30th. So, it has to be something for us. And then, is it 830 yet? Are you so excited that you want time to go by so fast to get to 830 and to be here? Those are your four options. You can vote on Twitter or on the face. Please keep it clean for the kids because I don't have to uh, delete your comment because you are too mean. The book of face, this woman says. The book of face. Book of face, Twitter, Twitter. Well, right now, oh, wow. Right now, 50% (laughs) of folks say, eh, he's here for the pills, not for us. 25% say, is it 830 yet? 25% of you say, I'm here for it. No votes for a blast from the past. Steve. On Twitter, first one to comment. Shout out to him. <laughs> Grandmaster Louis P, RP3 and five names. It's like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch are getting back together. Yes. <laughs> we already have a comment from a private message from Martin that says, Good morning, five names. So did I hear it right that Mr. Pelican himself, Louis Prejean, will be in the studio today? Say what? Today will be epic, but I still can't believe he doesn't like hot dogs and ask him how he's feeling about his Cincinnati. Or as he says, is Cincinnati Reds are right now. I could I could go ahead and answer that question for you, Martin. <laughs> right now, he could give. He does not care about those Cincinnati Reds right now. His Pelicans made it into the playoffs and they're tied up with the Phoenix Suns, the top seed in the West. He has even he isn't even paid attention to one single game of oh, the no. Cincinnati Reds, He's, my friend. Right now, I was trying to think about making a GoFundMe for people to give him. Send him money so you can have tickets to go to the Pelicans game tonight. He texted me last night. He's like, he's like, hey, um, I got a crazy idea. Let's go to the Pelicans game tomorrow. I said, you mean the sold out Pelicans game? That one? He says, yeah. He says, I can find tickets on the secondary market. I said, how much them bad boys costing us? He goes, $120 a piece. I go, man, that ain't happening. (laughs) He goes, yeah, I can't really afford that either. But if you said yes, I was going to somehow borrow the money to make it happen. <laughs> I will find a way if you come with me. I'll wait for him to go and say, so you have an extra credential for that that, that Pelicans game tonight? <laughs> I, I'll cover for you. Don't worry. Oh, we got to take a timeout. Oh, man. When we come back here at RP3 and Company, you know, our very own James Mesh, he is a mock draft guru. He made a lot of great calls last year with his mock draft. When we had him on the air, that led him to a 
unpaid internship, then part-time, then full-time employee. My man knows his stuff. His latest mock draft is up on our website. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. See if we agree with what Mr. Mesh has to say with what the Saints are going to do, what's going to happen with former LSU stars as well. Mesh's mock draft talk coming up next right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You know how some fellas don't care how they look? I mean, a few of you are rocking sweatpants that haven't been washed in days. Ew. Not to worry, my dear unkempt friend. RP3 and Company is a judgment-free zone. Hell, sometimes these guys don't even wear pants. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants. Now back to the hopefully fully clothed RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros take on the Texas Rangers on May 21st, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets, a tour of the ballpark. That's right. You're going to get the behind-the-scenes look at what goes on there at Minute Maid Ballpark. And hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Once again, four tickets, tour the ballpark, and a hotel stay. Astro Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Lay Meridian, Houston, downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. It's about Louis Prejean returning to not only RP3 and company, but to the game studios. It will be a glorious half hour of today's show. How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts about it? Go vote and leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Let's get an updated tally here on our poll question of the day. 60% say, eh, he's here for the Pels. Wow. Wow. 20% say, 20% of you say, is it 830 yet? 10% say blast from the past. 10% say I'm here for it. Darren on Twitter says, I bet he hasn't slept since the Pels won game two. You are probably, eh, that's that's an accurate, that's an accurate comment by Darren. <laughs> Number one Raging Cajun fan of RP3 and company. People, people don't believe that he's here to see us. No. People say, whatever, he's just trying to get credentials for the Pels. I feel that's hurtful. Do you feel that's hurtful? Do you feel like the people are trying to hurt our feelings? Is. I think they are. They're tired of us being, you know, extra. So they're like, huh, knock it down a few pegs here. They're here tired of us being extra. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're out of luck. <laughs> We're going to keep going. Oh, man. I got all the hype. I'm going to a Major League Baseball game tomorrow. Whoa, whoa. Bo- what? What? I told Foot that I would bring his 
Astros some luck because my manners are doing better than his Astros are. So I told him to bring him some luck. Hope you get at least one win. He's like, please do. See, you can't he's even so talk angry. trash to the guy. Yeah. Because it's, it's like it's it's like he's a wounded puppy. He is. We are now six days away from the NFL draft. Oh, God. Anyone is wondering because <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, will Foot survive? We're on we're on NFL draft watch. Can Kevin survive? Yeah, I think the odds are now plus five. They've gone down because someone, as he says, someone keeps hitting him in the face with eggs. <laughs> By talking about Kenny Pickett, or as he's calling him, Bobby Scott. Which, dear God, if I hear the name Bobby Scott one more time, I will probably see him in my nightmares. Oh, Kevin can't help himself. God bless him. It's fine. It's a great day. Yes, draft is less than a week away. And this is where we stand. Coming down the home stretch here. And our guy, James Mesh, Mr. Mock Draft himself, has unveiled Mock Draft 2.0. He will do his final version of this next week on the Wednesday before the draft. But this is his latest Mock Draft 2.0. We're going to check it out a little bit here. Number one overall pick... James says, I may be drinking the Kool-Aid on this one, but the fact that people are still mentioning him first overall makes me think it could actually happen. This is a great draft for edge rushers. There's an abundance of them in this draft. Mesh has the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia, your defending national champions, with the number one overall pick. Edge rusher at number two. The Detroit Lions selecting Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher out of Michigan. Michigan boy gets to stay in Michigan. That would be the sound decision to make for Detroit, but I, for me, the Lions are a wild card here at two. They could trade back. They could trade down. I don't know. They could decide not to take an edge rusher. It makes sense for them to do so because they need one. But I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens with Detroit at number two. Number three, the Houston Texans take Sauce Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati. James says most mock drafts have the Texans taking an offensive lineman, but if Houston is smart, you can get Gardner here and feel a little bit better on defense, then grab an O-lineman or a wide receiver to build around Davis Mills if you really believe in him. The Jets, the Fighting Lewis Prejeans, and that's Darren's number one team, by the way. Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher out of Oregon, going to the Jets. So that means his top five, Mesh's top five, edge rusher, edge rusher, cornerback, edge rusher. He has three edge rushers and a cornerback taken in the first four picks. And then with the fifth pick, he has the Giants taking Evan Neal offensive tackle out of Alabama. Then things get interesting. If that wasn't interesting for you already. He has the Panthers. I hope Kevin Foote's listening. Because James tried to tell him this to try to make him feel better about himself. Our guy, our draft expert, James Mesh, has the Carolina Panthers selecting Kenny Pickett quarterback out of Pitt. And he has the Atlanta Falcons 
taking Malik Willis, quarterback, out of Liberty at six and at eight. So no worries for the Saints taking quarterback. Also some other highlights, Derek Stingley Jr. being selected by the Giants. He says no way Stingley falls out of the top ten, especially after having that good pro day. I agree with him on that. Charles Cross, the big offensive tackle by for Mississippi State, which a lot of people say the Saints are very high on, is number nine to the Seahawks. Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, goes number 10 to the Jets for their other top 10 pick. Then he has the Washington Commanders taking Jamison Williams. Yes. Let's go. Let's get the wide receiver who won't be ready for until November. Awesome. Awesome. Then you go down. He has the Saints in James Mesh's latest mock draft, which you can go check out right now at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. It will be reposted on Twitter and Facebook after this segment. He has the New Orleans Saints taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive lineman out of UGA. That's right, another Georgia defensive player, which if you're going to draft a defensive player off a team, that's the team to draft him from. He says, Wyatt reminds me a lot of Sheldon Rankins. They have very similar measurables and are explosive athletes, so this feels like a very good fit for New Orleans. Devontae Wyatt at 16 to the Saints out of Georgia, and then he has the Saints at 19 taking Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. So instead of O-lineman, wide receiver, he's going D-lineman, wide receiver, and... <clears throat> I'll say this, and I've said this before. He also has the Steelers taking Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati quarterback, as the third quarterback in the first round to be selected. I don't know about that, but I am hearing a lot of buzz about the young man. I would not be surprised whatsoever if come Thursday night the Saints take a defensive lineman in the first round. I've said it over and over again. They prioritize three positions. And then the next one is a distant, you know, the next one's a little bit further back. It's O-line, D-line, DB, wide receiver. They need another starter across the defensive line at D-tackle. Anyamata is on a one-year deal. He only has one year left on his deal. Cam Jordan's getting older. Marcus Davenport's going to be a free agent. You see what I'm you see what I'm driving at here? They prioritize that position. That is always high on their draft board every year. O-line, D-line, DB. Those are the three and then wide receiver. By the way, their new head coach is a former defensive coordinator. Just keep that in mind. Everyone that wants to see them take a quarterback, everyone that wants to see them take a bunch of wide receivers, I think they draft a wide receiver in the first round, but I think the other position is going to be linemen. It could be O-line, but don't be surprised if it's a defensive lineman because you can probably get another good O-lineman in the second round. Just saying. Just saying. Every year, every year you want the Saints to make a sexy pick. What do they do? 
What do they do? They do the opposite. I hear groans every draft. Oh, I can't believe they did. Can't believe they did take him. They have a method to their madness that's led them to immense success. Don't be surprised if you see them go D-line in the first round on Thursday. Really wouldn't. Check out more of Mesh's Mock Draft 2.0 right now at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Talk a little Zerk Classic next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultural marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. And look, you already know LMG provides show-stopping marble countertops for kitchens and bathrooms. But did you know they can also take your man cave, they can also take your outdoor entertaining area to the next level? Because they can. You want to entertain in style this fall? You want to have everyone in the neighborhood or friends and family over to watch LSU or watch the Cajuns or McNeese or the Saints? You want to be the talk of the neighborhood? Then you got to go check out my friends over at Lafayette Marble and Granite. Visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com to learn more about all the sensational services and what great products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford in the Jockey Lot. Lafayette, Marvel, and Granite, they're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Let's talk a little Zurich Classic. By the way, not an easy place to get to. Never been, made the trip down yesterday, not exactly easy. To get to the golf course <laughs> down there, I had to take the gravity exit. I'm in St. John the Baptist Parish, and I'm like, where am I going? But a heck of a first round. By the way, this is the only two-man team format on the tour. So it makes it unique. And you got the heavy hitters in the field for this year's Zurich Classic down in New Orleans. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, they're in the mix. Sam Burns, Bubba Watson, Billy Horschel. I mean, you got some big names. You got some of the biggest names on tour, recognizable guys. Which is good. It's good to have that. Oh, by the way, your reigning Masters champion, Scotty Shuffler, is in the field as well. He's paired up with Ryan Palmer. They began, uh, they'll be beginning day two, tied for 17th. They shot eight under in the team format. Cantlay and Shoffley, 13 under. Yeah. They just went out there and just owned the TPC Louisiana yesterday. They're at 13 under. They're your leaders. Nee Smith and Moore are in second tie uh, with 12 under par. Then you have a group at 11 under par a group of three. Second round action begins later on this morning from TPC Louisiana. Once again, Zurich Classic. Round two action today. Woo! Our number one in the books. 
Hour number two coming up with James Yasko. Going to talk Astros right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. It's a joyous, joyous Friday edition of the show. We're having fun as we always do. We're excited because our old friend, the former producer extraordinaire, Mr. California himself, Louis Prejean, has returned home and he's decided to come hang out with us in the studio for the final half hour of today's show. That's right, MC Louis P., the original producer extraordinaire, Louis Prejean, will be back sitting next to me here in the studio. Five Names is a reunion. The show was at its best when it was Louis as producer, me, and Hannah as intern. The three of us. You're a great duo. Tri- trio? There trio. we go. There we wow. go. There we there go. goes math. <laughs> There we go. And we'll have a separate conversation about the educational system down in Slittle. <laughs> <laughs> or the educational system, I don't know, in Lafayette. We're, we're excited about it. And that leads us to our poll question of the day. Poll question of the day. And we asked you, how epic will the reunion be with Prejean, RP3, and Five Names? And we're going to have a lot of fun with this great way to close out the week, right? Yeah. 55% of you say, eh, he's here for the Pels, which could be honest. That could be what's going on. Night, 18% say blast from the past. Another 18% say, is it 830 yet? Because you're so ready for it to be 830. And 9% say that you're here for it. JPK, the OD, says, let's crack open this bad boy. Oh, man, it's a big old bottle of an adult beverage. Says, crack <laughs> open when the Pelicans win a championship. I love it. Oh, it's Elijah Craig. That's what he's got. Oh, man, that's nice. That 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 cost him a pretty penny for JPK, though, D. Thomas on the Twitter says, Mr. Trader just wants to see the Pels. Crystal Ball Prediction says, finally, a non-Pels hater will be on the show. Prejean equals GOAT. There we go. You know we're all about hating on the Pelicans here. Right. We're, we're, we're hating the Pelicans. It's what we do. Right. There's no certain rejoin for it. There's no <laughs> um, special segment in every single one of our shows about the Pelicans. <laughs> Hate uh, them, man. Also, I want to give a shout out to Nick Gidry while we have a second here. So, 
Nick is very vocal in his displeasure with our station, yet he continues listening and continues commenting on poll questions. So maybe he really loves us. He just hasn't come to terms with it yet. We're like back in second grade where you're like pulling the girl's hair if you like her. Uh, he, he wants us to hire Lewis back. Uh, no offense, uh, but let me offend. That's always a good start. And uh, for the love of things, uh, pay Ben Love whatever he wants. Well, here's a couple things. Just to clear things up here, um, uh, Nicholas, in case in case you're listening, uh, Ben uh, is not coming back to the station because he left, and he's pursuing a venture in the private sector, which he enjoys thoroughly and is uh, great for his family and his young child. And Mr. Benjamin Love, a friend of mine, is very happy with that decision. So that's not going to happen. Uh, secondly, uh, Louis Prejean is a resident of the great state of California, which, by the way, is not Louisiana. In case there was any confusion about geography, Nicholas, I'm here to help you. Lewis lives in California, not Louisiana. Okay, so that's not going to happen as well. As a personal endorser of the Hannah Five names being in his position as the now producer extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm sorry that you are so upset that you constantly have to listen and comment on everything our station does, Nicholas. I, I hope we can do better for you, and I, I hope things get better for you personally. It uh, sounds like you're in a bad place right now, and you know what, bud? We're here for you. Hope you have a good day. Hope you have a great day. Great day, great weekend. Thanks. Thank, thanks for listening. On your radio dollar on the free 103.7 The Game, 104.1 The Game mobile app. Or watch us on Simulcast Stadium 32.3 <laughs> and 133 on LUS Fiber. <laughs> Catch us everywhere. <laughs> We'll have our links posted right after the show on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Yes. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep voting on that poll question of the day. Even if you don't like us, we want to hear from you. Right now, let's talk to someone who we do like. We think likes us. Maybe. Not really for sure. But yet he continues agreeing to come on to our show every week. He is the co-host of the Lima Time Time podcast. Contributor to the Houston Chronicle and a man who deals with hateration all the time, the one and only Mr. James Yasko. James, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, you know, okay, uh, for for a week now, I've had this this phrase kind of rolling around in my head, uh, and and your intrepid producer Hannah Five Names uh, cut off my mic after referring to me as as lunch lady helmet hair, <laughs> and uh, I just I just I just thought you know. Um, <laughs> You know, that that deserved that that deserved uh, uh, you know a week later to to bring that up again. Just for you, bud. That that green right, screen cut. does well for you, man. Set it and then cut my and then cut my mic. That was that was that was a bold move. I I, I, I respect it, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been thinking about that for a hot minute. You look great today, bud. Thank oh, you. There you go. There you go. I took extra care. I was like, well, I don't want to get roasted by <laughs> Hannah, so I need to I need to do something. But I think you look fantastic. You're ready for the weekend, my friend. I am. You're- Nicholas needs to give the day a chance. Like, uh, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. There we go. There we go. I I, I just feel like I just feel like uh, Nick, Nicholas Gidry needs a hug. If if look, if you know Nick and you're out there and you're listening, I'm pretty sure five name signs off on this, and I know our good friend James Yasko will. It feels like Nick Gidry needs a hug. So if you know him, yeah. <clears throat> today just go up to him and say, we love you, bud. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're here for you. See? There we go. We're all about the love here on RP3 and Company. 
Uh, let's talk about the starting pitching because it was not good this week uh, for your Astros. Framer Valdez, second awful start by him. It's early. We're talking it's April 22nd, right, James? But do you have any concern about the way Framber's looked in his last two starts? I mean, yeah. You know, this is sort of <clears throat> this is sort of on brand for for Framber. Uh, you know, he he's lights out one game and then it takes him two two or three starts to to kind of find the strike zone again. Uh, you know, he and and once once he gets locked in, he's he's gonna stay locked in for a little bit. Uh, let's let's not minimize the fact that that the season is seven point five percent over. There is ninety two point five percent of the season left. Um, and so and so let's let's you know yeah no it's I mean obviously you want with the way that the Astros are or are not swinging the bat you know the you you want your your starting pitching to pick you up and and for the most part they have with the exception of a couple starts from Framber uh, and then Jake Eggs Odorizzi. Oh, let's talk about Jake because he just really hasn't consistently looked good since he joined the Astros, right? I, th- I think we can say that consistently has not looked good. What do you do with Jake? So <clears throat> let me let me let me do this in two parts. Uh, and I looked this up the other night when when he didn't even get out of the first inning. Uh, Odorizzi's made twenty six starts for the Astros in the regular season. And, and hasn't made it out of the fourth inning in seven of them, which is not really what you're looking for. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, would prefer to see Christian Javier in the rotation. And and the, the sort of on the surface, you know, you think, well, just replace, like, like if Odorizzi can only give you two or three innings on a good day, you know, put him in the bullpen uh, and, move, and bump Javier up to the rotation. But if you remember last postseason, there was an injury, uh, or, or it was it was either when McCullers got hurt, or it was one of those Framber Valdez disaster starts where he didn't get out of the first inning, uh, and and they sort of were forced to use Odorizzi in relief, and and he got knocked around, and then after the game was like, look, I you know I, I did my best, I did what I could, but I, I usually take an hour uh, to get you know to get ready, like it takes me an hour to go from you know from starting my warm-up to, to being ready for first pitch. You cannot have a reliever that needs an hour to get ready. So I, I don't know what you do with with Odorizzi uh, to to sort of maximize his his value other than you work with him in those four days in between, you know, which is weird to think for a guy that's been in the league for what, like 11 years, um, to help him sort of figure it out. And Brent Strom isn't, isn't here anymore. So, you know, there, there's some work to be done by the Astros on – on Odorizzi to make him an effective starter. They had to place Jose Altuve, former league MVP, and really the heartbeat of the team on the IL. What are they going to do while he's recovering from the hamstring issue? Uh, bring in every every physician, every naturalist, every witch doctor. You bring you you, <laughs> you bring in faith healers. Uh, you lay hands on him. Uh, you stick some sage in his hamstring. Um, they, they need Altuve. Altuve heads. You know, you look at you look at Altuve's average and his stats so far. He only played in nine games uh, before the injury, and it, it's not, it doesn't look good. But he 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 did have a string where he had he had five hits in his in his five games sort of prior to the injury. So you know maybe he was kind of starting to turn it around. Um, but, but what you, I think what you have to do is, is just sort of weather the storm. Uh, and it's, it's sort of, you know, with the Astros, when you're talking about injuries, 
um, you know, it's it's day to day and and suddenly like that person doesn't exist anymore. And so I think the fear for a lot of Astros fans is that by saying day to day uh, on Altuve, then they're already planning the memorial service at, at Minute Maid Park. And and so you, you just you just kind of hope for the best and hope it's a tweak. It's the same hamstring he hurt a couple of years ago that kept him out for a, for a fairly extended period of time. Uh, and, and you just hope that it's it's not that serious. We're talking with James Yasko, molder of young minds, scribe for the Houston Chronicle, and a man who voice makes you tremble when you listen to it on the Lima Time Time podcast. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. You lost two of three to the Halos, which not optimal, obviously. It's early. And I bring that up, James, because this team always starts off sluggish. It's always a slow starter. Whether you look through the first 10 games or through the first 12 games, the team's usually around 500, and they still end up at the end of the season playing in the ALCS or World Series. That's what they've done for five years straight. Uh, Any concerns, though, right now about this team, the way it's constructed with its kind of just mediocre start? You know, there's actually – there's more positives than there are negatives. Uh, to being six and six. Yeah, you're you're a game and a half behind the Angels, but but whatever. You got embarrassed by Shohei Otani, but a lot of people get embarrassed by Shohei Otani. And you, you might only see him, you know, once, maximum t- two more times this season. So there's no shame in, in getting absolutely shut down by by Otani. But to to say that that we're that we're kind of sitting here wondering what the heck happened to 40% of the rotation, Altuve's hurt. Kyle Tucker is hitting 095. Yuli Gurriel is hitting in the 140s. Uh, <coughs> Martin Maldonado is hitting worse than than both of them, uh, and they're still six and six. You know, I think I think you feel okay with that. You know, a win uh, a win on the board is is one in the bank. You know, those are games you don't have to play anymore. And and once you get everyone clicking, and once you get people back, uh, you know, I, I think I think it, the team sort of lives up to the expectations that that we've had over the last few years. So. I think there's a little bit more positive than than negative to to look back on two weeks into the season. Blue Jays come to town for a three-game set this weekend. What are some of the challenges that that young core in Toronto uh, presents, including their not-so-young star and former Astros slugger and World Series champion, Mr. Springer? Uh, I think the biggest challenge for, for the Astros is making sure that Vladimir Guerrero doesn't actually send a ball through the roof uh, and, 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 you know, that you don't have to do major repairs from, from the Blue Jays, absolutely denting the outfield wall, uh, killing somebody in standing room only uh, as a, as a ball hits them in the face at the speed of light. So, so that's the biggest, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you might not have looked at, at the schedule and thought, well, that's kind of a challenge. That's a, that's a challenging early season set, you know, cause it's, it's basically been the angels and the Mariners. Uh, you know, a couple of games with the Diamondbacks and then Toronto comes to town and, and Toronto's good. Toronto is, you know, they're sort of the 2015, maybe they might even be a little bit further along than the 2015 Astros like that. That Ooh. is a team that should be playing in the postseason. Uh, it's going to be exciting uh, because it's, it's fun to watch good, good teams play and it's fun to watch good young teams play. So, you know, if, if the starting pitching holds and, and, you know, if, if, if Tucker starts to, you know, he's stinging the ball. It's it's just if can can those balls find holes, uh, and and can they can they drop in for hits rather than being smoked right at somebody? Uh, it, it should be a fun series. All right, bud. We'll wrap it up with this. 
the producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names is going to her first Major League Baseball game this weekend as her fiance is taking her to go see the Blue Jays take on the Astros Saturday at Minute Maid Ballpark. Now, as we know, she's a Seattle Mariners fan. She was going to wear a custom Mariners shirt with her nickname on the back, but it did not arrive in time. So, what's, what's what would the you nickname? That's five names, bud. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, my question to you is this. What tips are you going to give her to survive her first trip to Minute Maid Ballpark as a fan of another team? I don't know. I don't know where Hannah is staying uh, in Houston, but I would I'm strongly not. suggest that you take take the light rail. Do not try to drive downtown. Uh, my, well, my wife and I tried this a few years ago, and, and my dad lives about ten miles from Minute Maid Park, and we left it at four fifteen, thinking we're going to go, you know, grab a drink before the game, go see batting practice. We got there ten minutes before first pitch. Uh, so, so do not, do not under any circumstance drive down there. Like, like drive out of your way to get the the light rail. Uh, and take that in. There's a bunch of cool places around Minute Maid Park. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you can basically just kind of pick one and, and go have a good time. So, but under, under no circumstance are, are, should you take a car down downtown Houston. You see, I gave James the opportunity to make, make you know, throw shade at you for being right. in a fan <laughs> a fan of an enemy team. Yet, he decided to take the high road because it's all about the love with James and give you tips on your first game there we, at Minute Maid. Because we are actually not staying in Houston. We are literally driving to have like a, it's our five-year anniversary date. So we're literally driving up there, driving back after the game. So. Beesh. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. I travel to places like hotels have to stay and. Uh, you're gonna go visit a leper colony on the way to or from like what, what how else can you make this as as difficult as possible well i don't know happy five-year anniversary here's 12 hours in the car it's only six actually and i'm not driving for half of them that's best believe i'm be sleeping i'm we're probably leaving at eight and i'm gonna be sleeping in the car the whole time that's a power move. My uh, yeah, no, that that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. That, that's a good. That's, there will be sleeping right. involved all day Sunday. <laughs> James, thank you, bud. <laughs> yeah, enjoy enjoy throwing rocks at the orphans uh, as you cross back into Louisiana after your wonderful five year anniversary date. <laughs> that took a turn, and I'm here for it. Thank you, James. Have a great weekend, brother. Y'all have fun. Good luck. He can't believe that you're not spending the night. <laughs> I asked him. I said, why don't we do so? Because we don't have anything going on on Sunday. Sunday's our one actual like relaxation day as like a couple. We don't have work at all. And he decides, no, we're going to drive back. Oh, yep. Okay. James still shaking his head no. Why? <laughs> He's still shaking it. He has not cut off the soup call. Jessica's like this. I'm going to get text messages from James. I can already feel it coming my way. What What are you doing? How are, you're a terrible boss. You're allowing this to happen. <laughs> I can already feel them coming my way. We got to take a timeout. All about the love here on RP3 and Company and the game. You're listening to 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru. And I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Let's check in on the poll question of the day, shall we? Mike Dettelier is only a few minutes away from joining us here. Going to break down the draft. We're going to look at the LSU prospects, Cajun prospects, and a little Cole Kelly action for you as well, the former Turlings Catholic star. But we also have Louis Prejean going to be joining us live in the studio for the final half hour of today's show. The former producer extraordinaire and diehard Pelicans fan rejoins us What a glorious reunion it will be. That leads us to our poll question of the day. How epic will the reunion be with Prejean, RP3, and five names? Y'all hurting our hearts, man. Hurting our hearts. (laughs) 46% of you say, eh, he's here for the Pels. But you know what? Even if that's the case, at least he's making some time for us. Right. Right? He's squeezing us in. That's all good in the hood, as they like to say. 23% say blast from the past. 16% say, is it 8.30 yet? 15% say, I'm here for it. I'm still trying to get past JPK, the OD, rocking the Elijah Craig. (laughs) That is a flex of all flexes. Doug has commented, it's always good to have family come home to visit. Hashtag Master P. What? What? Yes. Yeah, Bl- uh, Blythe Painter. I still don't know if I your name right, so hopefully at one point you will correct me. That says, "Here's he's here for the Pels, and I'm here for it. Five names and all caps. You are the producer extraordinaire, even though you can't pronounce my name. See? I'm not sure if you pronounce your name right. If you want to come back, comment back and tell me how to say it correctly, I would love so because I was com- saying Martin's last name wrong for two months before he finally called and said that's how to say his name. So I'm very sorry. I try very hard. Yes, if we say your name, we mispronounce your name, you just let us know. You let us know, and I'll make sure I say it well, correctly we'll and it apologize. Right. Don't worry. We'll make it right for you. We'll put the spotlight on you. English is not my forte. I'll tell you that straight up. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> names are hard. Names have gotten more complicated since, I feel like, when I started growing up. N- names have gotten more complicated <laughs> since you... How yes. Old, how old are you again? I was turning 24 at the end of the year. So you're 23 years old. Yes. You're trying to tell me that names have gotten harder since yes. you were all oh, so long ago. <laughs> so long ago for you. You're ridiculous sometimes. You are. Hey, I got to give a shout out to someone I forgot to give a shout out to the other day. I dropped the ball. I failed, which I do every day. But when Kevin and I, footsie, 
went to go see the Cajuns take on the Tigers. We got there early. And we were walking into Alex Box Stadium, and someone said, Hey, RP3. I was like, Holy hell, who's that? A fan of the show, a fan of the station. Got to give a shout out to Huey. Huey from Rain listens to the station, listens to our show, introduced himself to myself and to Kevin Foote. And I said, Huey, not to worry. He told me where he's from. I said, not to worry. I'll give you a shout out on the radio. He says, just don't do it too early. Do it around 7.30. And you know what I forgot to do on Wednesday? Do it at 7.30. I forgot to give Huey the shout out on the air at 7.30. And then I forgot to do it yesterday. So I'm doing it now. Hopefully Huey out of rain is listening. There's your shout out, brother. Met him and his friend at the Cajuns Tigers game at Alex Box Stadium the other night. So I hope he enjoyed himself. He was there early. The gates weren't even open. Huey was there early. My man said, I got to be here. Drive across the basin. He had no problems with the bridge. We went the back way because we were paranoid. Because Kevin and I had been caught on the bridge <laughs> way too many times. But my man, confident enough to leave rain early enough, got to the stadium before they even opened up the gates because he was there to watch the Wally Pontiff Jr. Classic. So, so shout out to Huey from yes, rain. And if you know Huey and you're listening and you're a friend of his, let him know. We did give him a shout out and it will be we appreciate him listening for after the show. And we appreciate Huey listening. Good job. I'm proud of you, man. Boom. Thank you. I let, I let Huey down. Now I'm trying to make up for it. It's what oh, we yeah, do around right here. It's what we do. We got to take a timeout. When we return, though, here on the RP3 and the company, Mike Dettelier is going to join us. We're going to talk NFL draft, Tigers, Cajuns, Cowboys, Cole Kelly, and Little Saints as well. Mike's going to join us for two segments like normal. Down and Distance with Mike D is coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves. Just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed twice in the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to laugh until it hurts, but the pain will be for a great cause. Cajun Comic Relief returns this Saturday at Angel Hall. The comedy event with its proceeds benefiting the Cajun Navy ground forces will feature comedians and entertainers such as Sam Jobert, Steve Shaw, and the Raging Cajun John Morgan, KEDN news anchor Jeff Horchak, and our very own guy. That's right. 
yours truly. RP3 will serve as co-MCs for the event. There'll be two shows at 1 and then another one at 6 o'clock. Tickets cost $30 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. Once again, Cajun Comic Relief this Saturday at Angel Hall. Tickets cost $30 and can be purchased at eventbrite.com. We have, we're efforting Mike Dettelier, the college and pro football analyst. I think Mike is in a rough part of the road to where the towers are not the greatest. <laughs> it's hello. It's okay. Long. Hello. Well, well, we'll get them on when we get them on. So, update on the poll question of the day. How epic will the reunion be? <clears throat> with Prejean, RP3, and five names, 46% of you say, eh, he's just here for the pills. 23% say blast from the past. 16% say, is it 830 yet? <clears throat> and 15% say, I'm here for it. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter and try to be nice about it. Some of y'all are getting salty. Some of y'all are not feeling the love. Some of y'all are just being ornery. Let's try to be positive today. It's Friday. Come on, people. Let's head out to the game hotline. Welcome on the college and pro football analyst, Mike Dettelier. Mike, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm fine. Thank you, Raymond. All right, bud. Let's get right to it. We know Derek Stingley Jr. is more than likely going to be a top 10 pick. He's going to be the first LSU player off the board. That's a given. But who are some of the other guys, former Tigers, that you're gonna we're gonna see their name called, and how early will we be able to see their name called next week for the NFL draft? Yeah, it's a shame about the Damone Clark because he would have been a second round pick. But you know, it, it happens to two, three players every year at come combine time. Uh, they find an injury that you really didn't know about. And uh, he has the next surgery, so he's probably going to be a late-round pick now. I think the next player is going to be Neil Farrell. And that, there's a lot of buzz about Neil uh, and the fact that uh, he was he's, was had an impressive senior season. He went to the Senior Bowl. He really looked good there and has done well in all the individual workouts. <clears throat> also, too, uh, Ed Ogeron has uh, – mentored and recruited 11 first-round pick player, defensive linemen. So when Ed talks defensive line, you listen. And Neil, I think, will end up being a third-round pick. There's a lot of teams I've gotten calls from over the last couple of weeks interested in Neil. Work ethic and, man, he – he gives you everything he's got, and he's a big man in the middle, and he's not going to get you 10 sacks a year, okay? But, uh, he's a guy that can tie up multiple blocks and uh, run support. And one thing he does really well is he blows up that inside launch pad. That quarterback doesn't have an opportunity to step up and make that throw because Neil's right there. And so I think he ends up being – uh, a late third-round pick, and, and I think he's a real good player for the NFL. And uh, Pete Jenkins, uh, who, who he's worked with this offseason, Pete told me, Mike, he's a starting defensive tackle in the NFL. 
Wow. Pete's coached over 100 starting defensive tackles in the National Football League, so I think he knows what one looks like. So, um, yeah, I think we'll he's going Pete. in round three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pete's 80 years young, man. He's, he's still rocking it. Um, and uh, Cardell Flott, I think, is going to be the next. I think he's a very underrated player for what he does. He's so, going to be a utility player in the NFL. And the fact that he can play outside, he can play in the slot, and he's played the dime safety. He was LSU's version of P.J. Williams. Oh, okay. And NFL teams looking at that, man, you can play three different spots. Now, when he hits that scale, that second number's a seven. I'd like to see it a little bit more, but that's just the way he's built. He hasn't been able to pick up a lot of weight since he got to LSU. He was 163 pounds when he hit LSU. Now, if you take a look at him, you you can see uh, nobody's ever going to call him heavy. I mean, he's he's a lean build, cover cornerback with really good speed. He got beat a lot early in his career. Boy, he's gotten so much better. His coverage skills, his ability to find the football quickly in flight, uh, I, I, that's impressive to me. Uh, he, and he's, he's a good player. So I'm thinking about probably a fourth, early fifth-round pick for Flott. And a lot of people, oh, he made a mistake coming out early. Uh, well, depends on what you categorize as a mistake. If you want him back at LSU, I get it. But, you know, he's going to play in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You, you make those decisions when it happens. And so it, Ed Ingram and Chason Hines, two offensive guards, I think will go next. Uh, two big men who are really good run blockers. They need a little bit of work in the pass protection part of the game. But, man, they can run block uh, really well individually. And uh, Chason has had some injuries, and but Ingram is a talented kid, really talented. Uh, he's got some a little bit of off the field issues uh, that was cleared up, but still, that's going to be there for some NFL teams uh, to take a look at. But you know, again, I, I think you're looking at mostly middle round picks here uh, for LSU and Cade York and. I'm just telling you, that's the reason Velveeta Cheese got him as a spokesperson. You know, okay, they could have picked a lot of different people. And they picked him because they thought he was the best kicker in college football last year. And I'm not sure he wasn't. Strong leg, guy that's really good from outside 50 yards. I think he's six for nine in his career with 50-yard-plus oh, field goals, and he's, he's ice. Man, you know, nothing bothers him at all. He's one of these guys, hey, hey kid, you got to go out there and kick that game-winning field goal because, you, know, you know, his mind is somewhere else. But, man, he is really good, and we see the success of McPherson with Cincinnati. And I thought Kate York was a better college player than McPherson was coming out of Florida. So I think he also ends up as a middle-round pick in, t- in today's game. You watch these kickers, they can't kick an extra point. And Cade York's a really good player, and uh, 
he's going to be missed at LSU because uh, there's not a lot of guys that could kick it like he could, and it nothing bothered him. Nothing bothered him at all. And uh, after that would be Ty Davis Price as a later-round pick. Ty's a big thumper. North-South guy is not going to give you a lot of wiggle uh, as a runner. And he, <clears throat> he struggled catching the ball at LSU. That's something he's got to improve on. But he wasn't playing behind the five blocks of granite uh, as a unit. And look the games he had last year, especially against Florida. And it looked like the same damn play over and over and over again, and he was still uh, popping them left and right. <clears throat> if he could catch the ball better, Raymond, I, I think he would be um, a third, fourth-round pick. Wow. But he doesn't catch the ball nearly as well as he could. And he's got to work on that. So I think he'll be a later-round pick. But, man, if I'm looking for a thumper back, a guy that uh, can compliment a guy who's maybe a speed back, that I have, uh, I look at Ty Davis Price, and he's got his weight down. I thought early in his career that was a little bit of an issue, maybe some weight and conditioning stuff, but uh, he impressed me last year, really, really did. And uh, he's always got his eyes up. Uh, and for a running back, a lot of times they have a tendency to kind of put it to the turf. He's always got his eyes up looking to gain extra yardage after first contact. So I think he ends up being a late-round pick. Mike, let me ask you about a couple of Raging Cajuns before we have to hit our first time out. Uh, Max Mitchell is a, a guy that really developed during his time playing for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, where do you think the big uh, fella, the offensive lineman, is going to go? And then Percy Butler, uh, the versatile safety, also could make his way on a special team as a special teams player at the next level. How do you like those two guys? Yeah, with Max, I think he's a fourth-round pick. So, I, you know, you categorize him as an early mid-round pick. Uh, we had Max here at our line camp. Uh, he was a junior going into his senior year. I, I don't know if his second number was a three back then. I think, you know, he tall, skinny kid. He's filled out well. What I like about him when you watch him play is he can move his feet and his body balance skills. Uh, in pass protection, uh, I can't teach that. He's got it. You know, he he does a good job. It's kind of against the grain what we've seen from some of the raging Cajun defense offensive linemen in the past, where they were better run blockers than pass protectors. Max is a better pass protector than a run blocker, um, and he he loves to play, and he puts everything he has into it now. From a physicality standpoint, that's where sometimes you'll get beat by a physically stronger player. So he understands he's got to physically get stronger, but he's a good angle blocker as a run blocker. And But it's his pass protection skills that are impressive. And they've caught everybody's eye. Uh, is that, man, he can steer you out. and He does a good job with his arms and hands. So I'm looking at probably a fourth-round pick for Max. With Butler, all you got to tell me is he can be a core special teams player, and I'm picking him. I mean, yeah. uh, there's not a lot of guys that can do what he does on special teams. Long lean athlete. I saw him as a track athlete. Uh, he was a long jumper, triple jumper. He ran in the sprints. He played baseball, really good baseball player. And so, uh, you're right, long lean athlete that can run. Man, he can haul ass out on that field. <laughs> he puts <laughs> that one step down, and he's fast. 
And so he's got a lot of range. Now, sometimes he'll play a little bit out of control. But uh, I, I think he can get better in that area. So I'm looking at him as a fifth, sixth-round pick. But right off the bat, Raymond, he's helping me on special teams. And in my world today, if you can do that as a later-round pick, I'm taking a look at you. And there's a third guy that's getting a lot of look see and, that, and that's Taylor Humphrey. Yep, big saw. The, the yep. Defensive tackle now. You got to clear up some issues with him because you understand uh, that there was some past with him. But man, when he wants to, he is really a good football player, and and somebody could take him later in the draft because he. I can't teach that type of size, that type of ability to move around the football field like that big man can. We're talking with Mike Dettelier. We got to take a timeout when we return. We're going to talk about a couple of guys from the FCS level. Isaiah Chambers from McNeese, the All-American, and, oh, the Walter Payton Award winner from southeastern Louisiana in our own backyard, Cole Kelly. Mike will break that down for us next, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple. It's free of charge and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles remind you, call 811 and know it's below before you dig. Mike Dettelier rejoins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, bud, only got one more question for you. Cole Kelly from Turlings Catholic got his career back on track after things didn't work out in Arkansas. Record-setting quarterback for Southeastern. Got the big arm, and he's got the big frame. And then you got the big fella, Isaiah Chambers, started his career at Houston, then became an All-American pass rusher for the McNeese Cowboys. What do you think about these two FCS-level prospects? Man, I'm going to miss watching Cole. I'll be honest. Man, I saw so many games he played, especially against Nichols State. Uh, he's a huge man. He's got a rifle for an arm. He's gotten much better with his accuracy skills and touch. And I give Frank Selfo a lot of credit for developing his setup and body balance skills as a passer. He was an arm talent. Now he's a passer. And so I think he goes in round five. There's a lot of buzz about Cole Kelly. I'm telling you. And so I think he could, he's a fifth-round pick. Uh, Isaiah Chambers is an interesting player. He's a really good athlete. There is some up and down in his play. But when he's on, he's really talented. And he's got that lift that you're looking for to get around blockers. Also as a pass rusher, a late-round pick, priority free agent. Another guy, too, is Dejon Dixon from Nickel State. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's not the fastest guy in the world, but he gets open. He's physical. 
and he's a big play guy after the catch. I think he'll be a late round pick. But man, watching Cole and Isaiah and Dejan all those years, I'm gonna miss that because it sounds like fifteen years. I know they got a little extra time uh, because of the COVID situation, but uh, those are three really good players from the state of Louisiana who certainly have a chance at the next level. Mike, appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy this next week, and we'll talk to you a week from today, brother. Recapping the first round of the draft and looking ahead to rounds two and three, my friend. Amen. Thank you, brother. That's going to do it for hour number two. Hour number three coming up. We're about a half hour away from Louis Prejean reunion. That's right, MC Louis P. back in the building. That's coming up right here on Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Oh, welcome back. Hour number three has arrived for today's show, and it's the final hour of the week. We've had a great show so so far. Our good friend James Yasko joined us to talk all things Astros. We had back-to-back segments with Mike Dettelier as the NFL draft is fast approaching. We've touched on LSU baseball winning last night against Missouri. We've touched on the NBA playoffs. Pelicans, they're playing tonight, game three. We've dealt with accusations of being haters with that all week from a new Twitter account that has like five followers. And so I always always go, yeah, okay. Okie dokie. So that's how we do it. We're going to break down the NBA playoffs with our buddy Nick Fondo for cash and tickets. That'll be coming up, NBA playoff edition. Take bets right there. Maybe get some USFL and some UFC action as well. And then Louis Prejean returns at the desk. He's already in the studio. He's preparing himself to make his return. Timeliness is what this man was all about. MC Louis P., the man behind Flexmas, the most legendary video that we've ever created here on the game. But we could talk about all that. We could talk about our poll question of the day as well, which we asked you, well, how epic is this going to be? The reunion between myself, MC Louis P., and five names, right now, 48% of you say, eh, he's here for the Pels. Just here for the Pels. 22% say it's a blast from the past. 15% a piece for I'm here for it in is it 830 yet. And uh, we always have interesting comments on the whole question of the day is a good way of describing Why that. Why not? And uh, earlier, I told you anyone in Nick Guidry's life to go ahead and give him a hug. If you see him today, if you know Nick Guidry, my man is not happy right now. He says that we need to give Ben Love all the money in the world to him to come back. We need to hire Louis Prejean back. I tried to explain, Louis is living in California. He's Mr. Hollywood now. Ben is doing his own thing. He's got a family. Okay? We got good young people here that want to be here. 
But Nick's not happy. And I can't I can't physically help Nick right now. But if you're listening and you're part of Nick Gidry's life, you can just go up to him today and just give him a hug and say, you know what? Love you, man. It's going to be okay. That's all you got to say. That's it. That's all you got to say. If you want to say, hey, RP3 said I should give you a hug, go ahead and do that as well. We're all about spreading the love here. It's all about the love. Speaking of, now we're having people throw around accusations that you and I, quote unquote, flirt with each other. Is this what's happening? Apparently, I think you uh, tell me a great job, my success, and making sure that I pick a major league baseball team because that's the thing around here, and mm-hmm. you know, make sure I'm involved because I am the only girl. That is you flirting because. You know, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to break it down for you. Do it. I am Mr. Encouragement. I did the same thing with former producers extraordinaire, the original producer extraordinaire, Louis Prejean. I would tell him words of encouragement. I say, you're doing a great job. I would say, hey, do this, do this. He found his own baseball team, the Cincinnati Reds, which I'm sure he's going to tell us all about. He's been following them immensely. I know he has very diligently. And was that considered flirting when I did that with Louis? No, because... Yeah. You didn't think about it because it was a young man. Because you're a young lady, automatically it's flirting. That's not what Apparently. we're doing around here. You know, ask me how my day was because that's, you know, that's courteous <laughs> to ask somebody how their day is. And, you know, when I come out with saltiness against Alvin Kamara and his tweet or against the Astros <laughs> losing their series and my Mariners winning theirs, that is you flirting by saying you're here for it and that you love that I am coming out with a saltiness on a Thursday. <sighs> Your laughter is, is no longer just laughter. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's okay. It's all You're about still that my friend. Oh, oh. You're still my boss, my mentor. How do you put up with me? I don't know. With, with all the when you know when people think of RP3, they think uncontrollable flirtation. 24 7 right like come on yeah tell tell tina your wife of almost 10 years i mean i'm Kenneth, late my for fiance work because i'm at the bodega years. flirting with the the lady behind the counter that's what i'm known for yeah that's what i'm known for around here uncontrollable flirting is what i'm known for can't believe that unbelievable can't believe but it's okay it. because now help me make sure i say this correctly so it's blade which i said bly at the whole time he says say blay then make the th sound Blaith. So, Blaith. Blaith. That sounds right to me. Boom. Blaith. Boom. See? That's all you gotta do. Tell me how to say it. I got it right now. Boom. Boom! I will say it continuously You were right. saying Martin's name wrong, his last name wrong. We, yeah. We got that correction. That's my best friend. Boom. Talks to me all the time. Martin's it's got a number below for you. It's Janik. Boom. Now, hey, well, time out. Time out. Thank goodness there is a plexiglass between you and I. Because the flirtation just now with me saying good job, saying someone's name right, is too much. Thank goodness there's plexiglass. Dear geez. Let's 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 hold on on our, our interviews we sprinkle in here. And I think we should go to our our uh lovely week of the you know. What, is what it was, time for the game changer is, of the week phone call? It is time for the game changer of the week phone call. Going to Reynolds. Yes. Good job. Here is this week's RP3 and Company Game Changer. Right now, let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Reynolds to the show. Bud, good morning to you, man. What's on your mind? Morning, morning, morning. Uh, Ain't dipping sauce with any chicken nugget or any chicken strip. 
There it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, that cane sauce is good, man. Drink that stuff. <laughs> and let, let me just let me just say this: I will cry like a baby if Ham Five Names does not know Fleetwood Mac. Tell me. Okay. I, I know Fleetwood Mac. I wouldn't. Don't, don't cry. Don't cry. Oh, oh thank, thank God. I mean, guys. Cry. I was I was gonna quit the show. Honestly, <laughs> if you did not. I, if, I, mean, I, I mean, come on. What's wrong with these youngins? It's not that I'm a youngin' is the problem. It's the problem is that I'm just not a big fan of classic rock to begin with. So it's not what I grew up around, to, you know, for starters. So it's just something that I, I, I know. Uh, but but there is classic rock. Me, there, there is classic rock that you would like if you, you say you're a big country girl. So yes. Fleetwood Mac is not mm -hmm. that much of a leap to say that you would like their music. The Eagles, Allman Brothers, the, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of connections there that's not that far off to get from some classic rock artists, some artists from the '70s, if you like country as well. So there is, yes. you know, so oh, so Randall, she, she, she likes, she knows Fleetwood Mac. What so was, what was Steve Miller band be what, what, considered as? Steve Miller would be considered classic rock, but a lot of people that like country like, like Steve Miller as well. I like Abracadabra. Well, there is hope for her yet. <laughs> Crying, I'm sorry. That generation is not totally lost. So we're okay. Okay, three, let me ask you this. All right, bud, what so you got? I thinking, uh, so I heard about Jarvis Landry. I'm excited. I think he'd be a great addition. But why is this uh, Tyron Matthews? I mean, they had a chance. I can't believe that their secondary is that shirt up that they couldn't use Tyron Matthews. He has a, a really high uh, uh, engine, revved engine. Uh, why isn't he signed yet? And I think that Jarvis Landry would be a, would be a great addition. Addition, brother. I appreciate the phone call, brother. I answer both of those questions, man. Enjoy your day, my friend. All right, bye. That was this week's RP3 and Company Game Changer of the Week. Shout out to Rental because he answered which dipping sauce is preferred for your chicken tenders. He gave a take there, and then he also put you on the spot. He did. About your lack of knowledge of any music. And thankfully, we did not have to have an incident of me quitting the show with you not knowing who Fleetwood Mac was. That is true. It was close. You're, 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 you're so I close. I was ready to leave. I mean, you walked out the other <laughs> earlier when I didn't know a song. <laughs> but it was fine. It's 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 fine. He It's fine. It's fine. Also, shout out to Reynolds for calling Tyron Matthew Tyron Mathis, which we just rolled with. Right. Look, look, as it's wow. been well documented on this program, names are hard. Names are very hard. Names are hard. They're so hard that I watched a video yesterday where someone said Vincent Van Gogh. I said, it's Vincent Van Gogh, but thank you. <laughs> and he said the whole 20-minute video, they kept repeating <laughs> Van Gogh. And I was like, that's not it. What? Why? That Vincent Von Gott fella. He makes them paintings, doesn't he? Yep. Yep. Which apparently he painted his his one ear picture of himself was in a mirror. That's why it's on the wrong side of his face. Look at you. Someone's going to go to New Learning Orleans for the, the Van Gogh exhibit that's down there right now. By the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. 
Not not sitting in a car for three hours to drive to an Astros game tomorrow and driving back because Kenneth's eyesight in the dark is just terrible. Okay. Can can I interject just real quick? Just real quick. Because obviously I'm trying to flirt with you. So (laughs) can I just interject as as an older person? Because I am now. Mm -hmm. I'll be 44 this year. You're going to Houston. Yes. You're going to for your first Major League Baseball game. Yes. It's a great idea by the fiance. Shout out to Kenneth. Right? Let's let's, let's give it up to him. Let's give it up to him. Good job. Okay. So, but why not? If you don't want to stay in Houston, and it may be a little pricey to stay around the ballpark, because it is. Why not just, like, drive out, like, 15 minutes and stay somewhere outside of Houston in Texas? And that way you can just come back Sunday. Just stay at, like, a Quality Inn or something like that. An affordable hotel. There's plenty of them on Interstate 10. There, I lived in Beaumont. I've been to Houston a lot. I have family there. You, you can find a place, and 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 trust me, it doesn't cost a ton of money. Why don't you just do that instead of having to be in the car all day, going all the way to Houston, then staying for a baseball game, which is going to take four hours, and then driving back the same day? See, that is not optimal. That's why maybe um, I will look at hotels. I may surprise him that we're staying somewhere. There tonight. it is. Because he right now is working. He, he surprised off- you. With taking you to your first Major League Baseball game, you surprised him with saying, hey, babe, I know it's, it's a struggle for you to drive at night. I already booked us a hotel room. This is where we're staying at. Boom. Done. Right. I think that makes perfect sense. I'll just put extra food and hopefully someone's come by my house to feed my dog. Uh, we'll figure that out. <laughs> right now, though, we got to take a timeout. When Thanks we return, it'll be time for some cash and tickets. Nick Fontenot, we're going to do NBA playoffs. Or as he texted me last night, Pels, 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 Pels. And also maybe some USFL you and You do UFC. know he changed his name on Twitter now. It's Playoffs Nick. Of course it is. Of course it is. Like, why can't I find his Twitter immediately? Could have changed his name to Playoffs Nick. We used to have a Zion doll that Fondo brought to the studio. Oh, okay. I do I do believe I made Prejean take that home. <laughs> yes, he has it. He has it. Nick Fondo. Cash and tickets next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, the Etouffee Festival returns to Arneville April 29th to Sunday, May the 1st. That's next weekend. And the festival features carnival rides, food, bingo, live musical entertainment, including Jamie Bergeron and the Kickin' Cajuns, Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band, and Clay Cormier and the Highway Boys, just to name a few. In addition to the great musical lineup, and, of course, the Carnival Rides. There is the Mayor's Cook-Off Contest on Saturday, the Etouffee 5K, and even a great car show on Sunday. For more information about the 35th Annual Etouffee Festival, go visit arnevillecatholic.org 
backslash etouffee-festival. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. We're minutes away from the live on-air reunion with Louis Prejean, MC Louis P., yours truly, and Hannah Five Names. That's coming up. We even had to get the intern extraordinaire Becca in the building to help pull this off. It's a monumental event. But right now, it's time for us to talk NBA playoffs, how you can score some extra cash this weekend, also a little USFL and UFC with our man Nick Fondo. It's time for Cash and Tickets. Tired of having your pockets emptied out due to bad sports bets? 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Don't! Listen up, because it's time to take down some notes and get paid with advice from semi-pro gambler Nick Fontenot. I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. Here is Cashing Tickets on 103.7 The Game, Acadiana's sports station, simulcast on Stadium 32.3. Mr. Fontenot, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, man. I know y'all got Lewis coming up, but I, all, I'm, all, I'm, all I want to talk about is the Pelicans. Like, that's just, <laughs> hey, I do have a serious like, question to ask you, bud. When uh, you've been on the show and I give you encouragement, do you consider that me flirting with you? Because apparently it's an issue with one of the listeners that believes that I'm flirting. Hannah and I are flirting back and forth. Do you? Did you ever feel that I flirted with you? Uh, I actually have felt that, right? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Uh, you know, look, I just, I just can't help myself. Uh, that's, that's who I am. All right, bud. Makes sense. <laughs> Let's talk the Pelicans. Uh, how much has the line changed on this series after the Game 2 win and after the Devin Booker injury? A lot. And, and I think, I think uh, some people are actually picking the Pelicans to win this series. I am one of them. I have the Pelicans to win this series. I actually took them to, uh, to win the next three. I have them winning going in five. So I have wow. Pelicans in five. Now, um, a $10 bet is going to win you $110 if they win in five. So that's it's a bit of a gamble. And, and, and you know, I think the Suns will probably not uh, not lose three in a row. I, but it's just it's a, it's a gamble. That's what we're doing here. We're gambling. And so I think the Pelicans have a really good chance to win this series. Uh, they're still a slight underdog tonight, even though the game's at home. It's, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs. But uh, I think the energy in the in the Smoothie King Center is going to be amazing, and I think the Pelicans are going to get it done. So you can bet the money line there at, at plus money and win a little bit. But if you feel uh, if you're not feeling that confident, take the take the one and a half points. But I like the Pelicans to, to win the series, especially with Devin Booker out. I think they have a really good chance to move on. Is their biggest challenge tonight? Because usually when you see a team lose a star and they appear to be a wounded animal, so to speak, they usually play inspired basketball. Uh, and that's what I expect to see from Phoenix tonight. Could that also be part of the the thinking of where the money line at, where, where the the betting line is at? Well, and, and they and they have Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul's still there, and he seems to be ageless when the, when the playoffs come around. He seems to to really turn it on. And, and they have a lot of really good players, and they're the number one seed. And yes, their best player is out, but you still have DeAndre Ayton, you still have Chris Paul, you still have a lot of players to worry about, and, and they're the number one seed, so they should be the favorite, even though. Uh, the Pelicans are at home, and, and you, a lot of people like to give a, a three points to the home team and a one-and-a-half-point favorite, so you think the Pelicans may win by two. I just like what the Pelicans are doing right now with Brandon Ingram. They have uh, all the rookies, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, and Herb Jones are, are really contributing a lot. Herb Jones getting snubbed by all the all-defensive teams. I think it's just motivating him, and, and, and C.J. McCollum just brought something to the team that that, uh, that they really needed. So I don't want to take all of Lewis's talking points for the next segment, but I'm just really hyped up about the Pelicans right now. 
Let's stay in the West. The Warriors are now up 3-0 on Denver. Uh, you know, they've been banged up. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond have all missed time this season. Yet, that experience is showing up in the playoffs. But so is uh, Jordan Poole, who has really developed into a legit starter and impact player in this league. Uh, are people sleeping on the Warriors in the West? I think so. And I mean, and the story is definitely Jordan Poole. I mean, he's turned it on, scoring 25 points a game in his first three playoff games. And he's really picked up the slack from Steph Curry coming off the bench. And, and those guys are just draining threes. That's what they do. They're, they're the new Splash Brothers. It's Steph, it's it's Clay, and it's Jordan Poole. And, he, and he's, he's right there with them putting in points. And Jordan Poole's really been the X Factor in this series. I, I picked the Nuggets at the beginning of the series. I thought nobody was going to be able to handle Jokic. And Jokic is still getting his points. He had like 35 last night. I think he's he's doing what he does, but the Nuggets just have nobody else. And yes, people are sleeping on the Warriors. I I, I think the Warriors have a chance to, to do something, especially with the with the Suns banged up and Devin Booker uh, not playing up not playing uh in the rest of this series and if the Pelicans can move on, that really helps the, the other team's chances kinda of opens the opens the West up a little bit because I think a lot of people had penciled the Suns in if the Suns were, you know, able to get knocked out. I think it opens up for teams like the Warriors and, and if Jordan Poole keeps playing like this, I think the Warriors are gonna get it done. So I, I don't know if they're gonna get the get the sweep. I'd expect the Nuggets to maybe uh steal game four since it's at home and maybe the Warriors will get the gentleman sweep in five. But but the Warriors definitely look impressive and with Steph Curry coming off the bench, it seems like they haven't even missed a beat. Let's go over to the East because a lot of people, hey, Brooklyn, they got into, you know, they got in through the playing tournament, but Kyrie can play home and away games. And, you know, you got two top 10 players in the league with Irving and Durant. They've won championships. And everyone expected Brooklyn to, you know, I saw a lot of people expect them to be winning this series against Boston. But the Celtics, uh, look, they may not have two top 10 players. Tatum's probably outside the top 10, even though he's a very good player. But their depth and the way they're built and the way they play defense has made all the difference in this series so far. Do you like the Celtics to eliminate the Nets and move on, or do you think Brooklyn can come back and win this series? Yeah, I picked the, I picked the Celtics at the beginning of the series, and I know a lot of people were on the Nets, and, and the Nets were plus money because they're, they're the underdog. They're going back to Brooklyn. I think it's going to make a difference. I think the – the Celtics fans really got in Kyrie's head. And even though Kyrie had a really good game one, he struggled to get going in game two and really kind of folded. So I think going back to Brooklyn is going to benefit the Nets. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets took both games in Brooklyn. I wouldn't be surprised if this, this series goes seven. It has a seven-game series written all over it. And you hear the old adage, the series doesn't start until somebody wins on the road. Well, the Celtics won the first two in Boston. They're going back to Brooklyn. I would really expect this to go seven, and then that game seven is just anybody's game. Never count out the red and never count out Kyrie Irving, but the Celtics look really good. So I don't really know where to, where to go on this series, but if I were if I were having to pick it, um, I'd probably pick the Celtics. They just look like they're the better team, and even though, just like you said, the Nets may have the better players, but the Celtics are the better team. Yeah, I think Brooklyn has better top-end talent, but I think Boston's roster is better than Brooklyn's overall because I just think they have they have a bunch of – really good second-tier, third-tier guys. Brooklyn doesn't have that. They have two great players. They don't have all the other guys, and you need those other guys to step up, and I don't know who on Brooklyn is going to be able to step up for them. Let's switch gears from the NBA. Let's talk Tyson Fury fight 
I, I've heard absolutely nothing about this fight. I, it snuck up on me, Nick, to be perfectly frank with you. I saw something the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, Fury's fighting this weekend. That could be more about the state of boxing, but that's a discussion for another day. Uh, what do you make of this fight? What's the betting line, and how are you betting the Tyson Fury uh, title fight Saturday? It's kind of hard to bet against Tyson Fury. He goes in against opponents that are better than him. And, and wins wins the fights and and this one he's better than his opponent uh, the the opponent Dylan White uh, I think the big storyline here is that Tyson Fury is saying this is his last fight now we hear boxers all the time retire right and then they come back and 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 they make so much money for for one fight it's kind of hard to think he's going to retire but he's saying he's going to hang it up and and if he hangs up he's going to be he's going to be up there in the pantheon of, of all time greats uh, as far as heavyweights go so I, I would take Tyson Fury the betting line. Minus 600, so very expensive. That's a very expensive money line if you're just going to pick him to win. Now, you can pick you can pick knockout. You know, you get a little bit more money at minus 135 if Fury would have knocked him out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the distance. So it, it, it's, it's really tough to bet these, these fights when the favorite is such a big favorite and, and Tyson Fury looking to go out on top. And I just, you know, after he fought Deontay Wilder both times and really kind of dismantled him, I don't really see anybody beating him, and this guy Dylan White just doesn't seem like it's it. So you can you can make some money with Tyson Fury at minus six hundred, but it's a very expensive line. So you may just want to try to find something else where you find the, the, the maybe the right round he wins in, or maybe taking him to knock out of the decision that would give you a little bit more value. All right, bud. Weekend number two for the USFL. By the way, your New Orleans Breakers are one of the few undefeated teams in the league, or our New Orleans Breakers, rather. All right, bud, how you betting this weekend for the USFL? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take the Breakers on the money line to beat the Tampa Bay Bandits because, as Foot says, the Saints own the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I'm going to I'm going to make this a thing. The Breakers own the Bandits. I, I, I'm, we're going to make it a that thing. That is a new statement that we're going to put into the existence. <laughs> the Breakers are plus. Plus two and a half, plus one twenty-five on the money line. Let's let's take the breakers on the money line, plus one twenty-five. Ray, I have no idea what's going on here. I, I, <laughs> just, I have no clue on these USFL games. So we're gonna take the New Jersey Generals minus one and a half. They're playing the Michigan Panthers. I can't believe the Michigan Panthers is a real thing. Like that's an actual team that's playing football right now. So we're gonna take the New Jersey Generals. Uh, the Phil- the Pittsburgh Maulers, they were in the news because they cut a guy because he ate pizza instead of chicken salad. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. This is just USFL, man. This is crazy, zany stuff. We'll take the Maulers on the money line plus 260. And then give me the Houston Gamblers plus three and a half. I like them in the upset there at home against the Birmingham Stallions. I mean, what are these teams? Birmingham Stallions? I mean, what are they? What is this? What are we doing? I don't know why you're trying to act like you don't have a framed Bobby Bear Michigan Panther jersey <laughs> up in the man cave. I don't know why you try to pretend – that you don't have the Cannons USFL jersey from the early 1980s. I don't know why you're trying to pretend like you don't. The only thing the only thing I'm certain about in the USFL is that the Breakers own the Bandits. Breakers own the Bandits. <laughs> Put money on it. Nick, appreciate you, bud. Have an enjoyable weekend. Put some money in your back pocket, brother, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Tell Lewis I said hi. We got to take a timeout. When we return, that's right. The return of MC Louis P. Louis Prejean, the first producer extraordinaire of RP3 and Company, returns. We're going to talk Pels, Pels, Pels. That's next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Pierre the 
Pelican and the King Cake Baby consider him a close personal friend. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Or at least a Facebook friend or MySpace friend. Is MySpace still a thing? I wonder what Tom is up to these days. He's desperate. He'd sleep with a meat grinder. Time for some more friendly Pelicans talk on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Cycle Zydeco is a festival on wheels. Experience mouthwatering Cajun cuisine and live performances by some of the best bands in Louisiana. The ride will take place this week and this weekend, and it will include tours of many attractions and options for camping or staying in hotels. Immerse yourself in Acadiana, the birthplace of Zydeco, home to both Cajuns and Creoles alike, and one of the most unique cultures in the United States. If you're looking to volunteer or just for more information, about how you can take part in Cycle Zydeco. Go visit CycleZydeco.org. That's CycleZydeco.org. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. How do you feel? Louis Prejean, MC Louis P. Back in the building. How epic will the reunion with Prejean, RP3, and five names be? 46% of you say, eh, he's here for the pills. 25% say blast from the past. 15% 15% say, is it 8.30 yet? 14% say, I'm here for it. Without further ado, the original producer extraordinaire of RP3 and Company, the man known to many of you as MC Louis P., the man behind the greatest Christmas rap video ever created, Flexmas, and the LAB award winner for Radio Student Broadcaster of the Year, the man that began our three-year run of claiming that award, Mr. Hollywood himself. The one and only. Louis Prejean is here. Good morning, sir. The Pelicans are in the playoffs! <laughs> hey, Ray. Hey, bud. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> I feel so ahead of my time. <laughs> I was here last year. <laughs> they were not in the playoffs last <laughs> No, year. I was trying, though. I was trying to tell people about this team. I was like, this team is great. And they weren't at the time. But No, no. No, they weren't. And they weren't at the beginning of the year. This year. <laughs> no, that it only one took till February. One in 12 start was we not We should optimal. have made a bet on how long it took him to say the Pugs in the playoffs. <laughs> you did. In this time here. We should have made a bet on that. You did not. And it's a missed opportunity. Uh, okay. Just as a fan... How crazy is it for you to see this team after the 1-12 start with a rookie head coach and no Zion Williamson and being organized by David Griffin, who has you know fumbled some things early on, to see this team not only make the playoffs, but they are tied up 1-1 with the one seed. I'm in California now, so it's all about the vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the about vibes. the vibes. The and the vibes <laughs> tell me this team is great. The and they tell me... That when they started one and twelve, and they even started three and sixteen, yeah. which is what I go to. I'm like three and sixteen is awful. So they started three and sixteen, but 
a lot of those games were really close, and you could tell this team this team was staying together. So when you looked at you know Willie Green and what he was building, and you saw the rookies that they were playing, and Willie Green made the adjustment early to go with Herb Jones in the yes. starting lineup. Yeah. So he was showing a lot of faith in Herb Jones early on, and it's really paying off. That's something that you wanted with Stan Van Gundy last year to really develop, and then as the season went on, they would contribute. And as you can see with Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, now Trey Murphy's been a little up and down this year, in and out of the rotation, but he, he needed found himself time. more. He needed time to find, to find his confidence. Exactly. And they gave him the time and didn't rush him. Herb was ready to go ready to roll out because what he brings to the table. And, I, I, wow, they really – look, people are like, well, you know, he, he he's right. Like, look, the Pels took him in the second round. Like, he's gone way beyond anyone's expectations, and I would say even beyond the Pelicans' expectations or just how ready to play in the NBA that he was. We can talk about the rookies. We can talk about the young players. Brandon Ingram, though. We've been oh, pushing the, the eye, MVP man. campaign, maybe as a joke, <laughs> for a couple of years now. Yes, photoshopping the MVP trophy in his hands. Someone used to do that all, all on the regular. I don't know who that was. Brandon Ingram, though, true leader of the team, something that we've been saying. I say, I claim he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, he's great. Brandon Ingram, and, you know, this season before the C.J. McCollum trade, this team wasn't great without Brandon Ingram. Nope. And then that C.J. McCollum trade, and they complement each other so well. Oh, they play so well together. They, they play so well together, and then C.J. McCollum steps in. They finally make that big splash trade Yes, that people have been looking for because what are you going to do when you accumulate all of these draft picks? you got to do something with them, which is what we have been saying, and they finally did it with C.J. McCollum. So Brandon Ingram still has that hamstring injury a little bit, but now you have C.J. McCollum, so they kind of steady the ship even when Brandon Ingram is missing games. So now you have them both on the court at the same time playing at a high level. And I think even though it's Brandon, Inger, Brandon Ingram's first playoff experience, you have C.J. McCollum stepping in and really leading the team, keeping them focused. That experience has been key for them because they don't seem to be rattled. Now, part of it is they're a young team and they don't know any better. That's part of it, right? They're going up against the one seed. They're playing loose because they're like, hey, no one counted us here. But McCollum being to like the playoffs eight straight years and playing with Dame and understanding what it takes to win a series – is hugely is making a huge impact on this team. Just what CJ brings to the locker room and when they're on the court, he calms everybody else down. And CJ said it when he first got here. He said, "You know, I've been into the playoffs eight years. It'll be nine this year." That's well, right. He said it. <laughs> he saw the truth. Me and CJ, uh, okay. we so, saw it. So let's step away from the team. What is it like? I can't do that. Being a diehard New Orleans Pelicans fan living out in La La Land where they have not one but two teams that bandwagon fans love rooting for. Shout out to my guy Jordan in Cali. He's a Pelicans fan. Oh, nice. We met. We're friends. We watched a playing tournament game, uh, the Spurs game. We watched that one together. So I found a Pelicans fan out there. Uh, but other than that, it's like you kind of walk around the street. And I remember... I had to travel for a work event, and I was in Indianapolis. I walk into this establishment, which I'm not going to say because hashtag no free ads. No free ads. Uh, right. And I walk into this establishment, <laughs> probably with this sweater on, and no, it was a different hoodie. I've got multiple. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, yeah, there was one Christmas where your entire wardrobe <laughs> yeah. was nothing but Pelican's gear. I walk into this establishment, and the worker's like, Pelican suck. 
and that was before everything happened. You know, when they made the playoff push, yes. they made the play-in tournament push, and I was like, you know what? Whatever. He's a Bulls fan. They can't beat a good team, even though they just beat the Bucks. But you know, I'm like, hey, give my team some credit. All right. I can't just walk into any establishment in any state outside of Louisiana and still get this. And I was still getting this in Louisiana. I was like, I'm going about my day. Oh, man, maybe I'll get a burger. Maybe I'll go out on the street. Pelican suck. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us now. So they make the play-in tournament. The Lakers don't. How mm. much joy did that mm. bring you mm. after Anthony Davis and LeBron James tried to do everything in their power to wreck the Pelicans franchise? I was at the latest Lakers Pels game there, and I had to kick my feet up when the Pelicans beat them. <laughs> I was in there being disrespectful in the 300s. <laughs> I was sitting next to a newborn. And I was like, why'd you bring a newborn to the game? <laughs> it is loud. I understand you want to go out. Why are we bringing newborns to the game, though? Make better decisions. So the Pelicans win. Everyone leaves. I like to stay after the game just so everyone clears out and I get to, you know, get a, you know, just revel in it. So I had to kick the feet up oh. and be disrespectful. Be disrespectful. And Staples or Crypto.com. <laughs> what, whatever the hell they're whatever. calling that place. Yeah. Louis Prejean, former producer extraordinaire of RP3 and Company, diehard New Orleans Pelicans fan, joining us here in the studio for the final half hour of the show. We have people direct messaging me, wanting to talk to you. We have a caller on the hotline. Rockefeller wants to say something. Rockefeller, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Louis. Louis' daddy told me the other day, I think it was Wednesday, he said Louis ain't been the same since that playing game. And he said he won't be the same. It's all over for him. The man that's lost all sanity. <laughs> Have you lost all your sanity? I, I don't know what day it is. We were talking during the break. I don't know where I'm at. I'm just here. I'm just... Hey, he showed to the stadium. Tell me God. Louis. <laughs> What's up? How you been, man? Okay? No, I've been okay. Yeah. No, I haven't yeah, been okay because my team's in the playoffs. Your dad was talking about that the other day. I know you're happy, man. Congratulations to the Pels. And I've been telling you, Brandon Ingram is the guy. Not Zion. Ingram is the guy. He's that guy. I, I said so, it. I said you, it. He's the face of the franchise. You still, uh, I mean, what you think about Zion and, and Zion coming back to this like particular team? What you think is going to happen with NBA title. With that. There's only one way up. <laughs> oh, There's only one way to you go. You already knew what was going to be the answer, didn't you? <laughs> you already knew. Might what be was the first be team to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh. Now you going kind of far, man. Now you going kind of far. 16 and 0. Pedal to the metal. It's the only way I know. Hey man, look, I, I just called to pick on you, man. Like I said, me and your dad was picking on you the other day. I was talking with him the other day, and uh. We kind of was joking around and stuff, but congratulations to the Pels. You know, I'm pulling for them, too. You know, I'm a Laker fan, but you know, I like the Pels. So, go Pels. Hope they have more success going forward. Talk to you all later. Go Pels. You know what I love about Thanks uh, for the, phone call, the Pelicans Rock being successful is they personally congratulate me in the process. Right. Like, really happy for you. Forget so that like, Pelicans yes, are actually in the playoffs. You. It's you. You. You're the, yeah. you're, you're the face the of the franchise. <laughs> Quick question before we have to take a timeout. Zion has essentially not played two of his first three seasons. Hmm. They're going to have to make a decision on him in the offseason. They don't have a choice. They're going to have to give him the max offer, right? right? Do you believe Zion takes it? Or does he play this next season on the last year of his rookie deal and then try to negotiate a bigger contract? Well, if you're Zion, I mean, what confidence do you have that you can stay healthy enough 
to do it. So I think he'll take the max, especially when you look at the team. Why wouldn't you want to be here long term? And I do like the fact that he's with the team. He's cheering them on. Now, there was weirdness for a while, but that could be because David Griffin wanted to play piano for him. Man, so I don't know. We were at the Clippers game when they got blown out. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but my friend was over there looking at Zion, and he was like, what is he eating? I was like, dude, he's like chewing forever. I was like, he's chewing gum. Give him a break. <laughs> he's not constantly eating on the sidelines. He's not me. He's not. He's not. Yeah, me. He's not us. No, he's he doesn't not have us. a chicken tender basket over there on the sideline. <laughs> we got to take a time out more with Louis Prejean. We'll close out the show. Get you set up for Kevin Foot and Footnotes. That's all coming up next, right here on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette. One zero four one Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Uh, welcome back to RP3 and Company here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, bud. We have some questions from listeners, fans. I'm going to start off with Salty Steve, our buddy Steve Flint. Can you ask if uh, can you ask Lewis if he actually bought a voodoo doll of Devin Booker and stuck a pin in his leg? No comment. <laughs> Did you also do one to Paul George so he could get COVID for the play-in game? The stars are aligning. <laughs> as much as I don't want to see people hurt, sick, the stars are aligning. Uh, uh, Darren, he is asking you a non-NBA Pelicans question. Okay. I am bigger than the NBA Impels. Ask Not Lewis, much, but. who does he want the Jets to draft with the fourth overall pick? Uh, yeah, I've been totally following uh, the Jets and the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> since I've been in uh, <laughs> California. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what? You, you just crushed Darren. Darren he he Darren. was the only other Jet fa- Jets fan Darren, my fellow in Jets Acadiana. Fan. My fellow Jets fan. Let me be diplomatic. Best player available. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you are going to tonight's game, yes? I'll be in the building. Yes! Yes! Anyone listening out there, if you're going to be in the blender, I'll be there. Hit up Lewis Prejean. That You know what? That news of him actually being in the house for game three of the Pelicans playoff game? I do believe that warrants some Time celebration. Time for RP3 and five names to show off some sick dance moves with RP3 and company, Dance Party. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Picasa. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk. What's happening? You make a woman go mad. So be Shakira. And keep on. Was an RP3 and company dance party here on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. You know, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You know, this was like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Oh, nice. Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes. John Wick. Yes, impromptu dance party just for you, Lewis. I didn't know what was happening. I, I talked over the guy. <laughs> yeah. My bad. I was talking over Shakira. I was talking over the guy. What's going on, he said. I'm sorry. He said, oh, bud. I wasn't ready for Shakira. Uh, I, I wasn't ready when it was played the other day either. Not to. Because not, we try to do the whole poll question of the day on Monday to be about what song we should do. 
And it wasn't getting as much traction as I wanted it to. So instead, I decided I was going to look at all the songs that I could over the weekend and pick a random song. And I'm going to surprise it right now every week with a new dance party song of the week. Okay. That's so right. It changes? Yes. yes. Every week. Got to do Get the Gat. Oh, there we yeah, go. Got it. Yeah. There yeah. we go. That's my um, now, I have now in all caps from Mr. Jamie Green that says, Mr. Extraordinaire. <laughs> yes, sir. Three questions. One. Oh, man. Pels to the finals. Yes. Two. How are the Reds? Great. And three, why are the Jets already mathematically eliminated? <laughs> Super Bowl. Man, first off. <laughs> Jamie can't help himself. Pels <laughs> to the NBA Finals, Reds to the World Series, and Jets to the Super Bowl. That's how we're feeling. The Prejean oh. trifecta. <laughs> he has spoken. He has spoken. <laughs> thus, it shall occur. That's what I've been saying, though. Yes, yes, yes. I've been saying the Pelicans are going to be great. God They're bless going you. to be fun. And now look at them. And now you, here. Need to, you need to trade your Zion jersey as well for CJ McCollum or BI. Look, I, I need a new jersey. That's what's yes, going to happen, happen tonight. Just get a new one? Oh, you're going to buy one at, at the game? Yeah. I, I might have to go Ingram, CJ McCollum, or Herb Jones out of pure love. I mean, for I would think it would be BI since you think he's going to get the MVP. No, but, I know, you know. I know. I know. Just a thought. I, mm-hmm. I should just go like Gary Clark. <laughs> a Gary Clark jersey. Do they sell those in the Pelicans team store? Get you a Temple jersey. I don't you can know. actually, they'll actually just sell you his his own jersey. I'll get my first real jersey, though. Hope my real jersey. I want to. Maybe I'll get a Nashville jersey just to flaunt on foot. That's you should. You should do that. Because I got my personalized shirt coming for the Mariners. That's so. right, with your nickname on it. Got to take a moment to quickly thank our guest, James Yasko from the Lima Time Time podcast, Mike Dettelier, draft analyst, Nick Fondo, semi pro gambler, and of course, MC Louis P. Louis Prejean. Thank you. Thanks for being here, bud. It's great. For the intern, Becca. She's extraordinary. The producer extraordinaire. The new one, Hannah Five Names. The old one, Louis Prejean. I'm Raymond Parts III. You've been listening to RP3 and Company. Kevin Foot and Footnotes is up next, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.